The extraordinary nature of the moment in which we live produces mixed feelings, excitement and horror. 200,000 years ago, a special kind of species emerged on planet Earth. They had a peculiar ability to give names to things. Initially, they were in a precarious position because of the limitation in their numbers and geographical range. They were initially restricted to eastern Africa. Gradually, there was an increase in population of this species then some fatalities caused their numbers to fall to near extinction. Resourcefulness, despite the frailties of this species, caused them to push into new regions with different climates, different predators, and different prey. They were not deterred by changes in habitat and geography. Traversing rivers, plateaus, mountain ranges, they were able to exert their dominance everywhere they went. Adaptation and innovation enabled them to gather shellfish, hunt mammals and drive further inland. When they got to Europe, they encountered creatures that were similar to them in many ways but much bigger than them. Through interbreeding with these creatures, they made themselves at home. Then, as it is their custom, they killed their hosts. Huge cats, towering bears, large turtles, sloths and other gigantic animals could not match this unique species. The visitors from eastern Africa outpaced them in reproduction and by sheer numbers, subdued these gigantic animals. The sixth extinction is about identifying this species and exploring their impact on the planet. It also explores the potential salvation of the planet by the same species responsible for its extinction. Remarkable changes need to be made now if the course of history will be altered. Lessons from the first five extinctions also furnishes us with an understanding of the terrain so that we can avoid a repetition of mistakes. The chief agent of the sixth extinction spares no expense in facilitating this extinction and plunders everything that stands in the way. The peculiarities of this agent make it appear docile but in reality, lethal. On the hit list of these unique species are the evolution's outliers who have been accustomed to living in isolation. These are birds that lay foot-long eggs, piggy-sized hippos, and giant skinks. These were brought to their knees by the new species on the block. This process continues for thousands of years until the species has spread to every corner of the globe. There are many factors that contributed to the unprecedented rate of reproduction of this species. Within a century, their population quadrupled. Whatever they wanted, they took. They drove other creatures from their homeland and raised vast forests. They practically reassembled the biosphere. Who are these species? They are none other than Homo sapiens. Through geological explorations, they have also successfully altered the composition of the atmosphere. Climate changes and the changes in the chemistry of the ocean are attributed to humans. They have changed the texture of life and increased the rate of extinction of other species. Very, very occasionally in the distant past, the planet has undergone change so wrenching that the diversity of life has plummeted. Five of these ancient events were catastrophic enough that they're put in their own category, the so-called Big Five. These five major mass extinction events include the Ordovician mass extinction, Devonian mass extinction, Permian mass extinction, Triassic-Jurassic mass extinction, and Cretaceous-Tertiary mass extinction. In what seems like a fantastic coincidence, but is probably no coincidence at all, the history of these events is recovered just as people come to realize that they are causing another one. When it is still too early to say whether it will reach the proportions of the Big Five, it becomes known as the Sixth Extinction. The story of the Sixth Extinction tracks a species that is in some way emblematic, the American Mastodon, the Great Auk, an ammonite that disappeared at the end of the Cretaceous alongside the dinosaurs. These are the great extinctions of the past. 
There are changes taking place now in the Amazon rainforest and the fast, warming slope in the Andes. Transportation, industrialization and other human activities have resulted in the extinction of animal species. Generally, the likelihood of extinction occurring is rare and very slow. Though there have been periods when serious environmental changes have caused mass extinction, in which many species died off rapidly. There have been five mass extinctions so far. One occurred 64 million years ago and ended the lives of dinosaurs on the planet. Contrary to what some may think, these mass extinctions aren't limited to prehistoric times. In fact, the Earth might be experiencing one right now. Prior to a mass extinction, the observed background rate of extinction for species rises rapidly. For instance, it is expected that only one species dies off every 700 years but more are dying off today. Another source of concern is the actual rate of extinction in amphibians that has gone up by over 45,000 times the background rate. Who is responsible for this disaster? Man. Human activities are both directly and indirectly responsible for the endangerment of animal species with the threat of imminent extinction. Lumbering and deforestation has led to a reduction in the habitat of several animals. This reduced habitat causes congestion and reduced breeding capacities and ultimately, extinction. The constant emission of greenhouse gases keeps the world temperature on the rise. This concept, known as global warming, is responsible for the ice caps melting at the poles and a reduced space for polar bears to breed. Currently, flooding as a result of global warming is now a global problem. The world climate is current unstable and the survival of species that can't withstand these sudden changes in climate is another concern. Hunters are also relentless in wiping out some animals. The great auk was wiped out as a result of hunting and changes to its habitat. Human transport has done its fair share of damage. Via travels from continent to continent, species have found their way to wrong habitats. This migration of species reduces the barriers that are necessary for maintaining biodiversity. In a nutshell, the biosphere is getting united and fewer species can survive in such an environment. This effect is called the second Pangaea and can be observed in the Panamanian golden frogs which are currently under attack from a deadly fungus that probably came from Europe to Central America. There is a controversy that is centered around the nature of extinction of species, is it a sudden event or a gradual process? It is a completely new idea that the population of species could dwindle, decline, and disappear completely. Both learned and unlearned, the general belief about species on Earth was that they would remain here forever. Gratefully, careful studies on the nature of survival in the animal kingdom made us understand certain things about these species better. Dating back to the 19th century, French naturalist Georges Cuvier came up with a theory that animal species could go extinct in the event of a cataclysmic environmental change. A catalyst is a substance that rapidly alters the rate of a reaction. Essentially, Cuvier theorized that if there was something strong enough to accelerate or decelerate environmental changes, animal species could face extinction. The world favored the contrary opinion of the British geologist Charles Lyell. Lyell postulated that extinction only occurred at the same rate as environmental changes. So, if the environment changed slowly, extinction occurred slowly too. Cuvier's theory of catastrophe gained attention later in the 1980s when geologist Walter Alvarez discovered new information. Alvarez was digging through a layer of Earth which dated to Cretaceous age that ended 66 million years ago when he discovered that there was an unusually large amount of iridium in that layer of Earth. 
Iridium is a rare earth metal usually found in meteorites. Thus, Alvarez posited the impact theory to explain the circumstances surrounding the extinction of the dinosaurs. The impact theory postulates that millions of years ago, a meteor about 10 kilometers long hit the surface of the Earth. The impact of this meteor arriving on Earth raised a lot of dust that blocked out the sun, catastrophically affected the climate and resulted in the death and rapid extinction of the species of dinosaurs. Current research puts the number of mass extinctions on Earth as a result of climatic change at 4. These climatic changes are caused by shifts in the Earth's orbit from gravitational pull by other planets in the solar system. Aside from the external factors that have led to the extinction of species, humans have also participated too, but to what extent? The presence of carbon dioxide in the warm climate has led to the acceleration of the extinction of many species. For a proper understanding of why we may be facing the sixth mass extinction, let's study the degree of the damage done to the environment. Chief among the destroying factors is industrialization. For a start, the continuous emission of carbon dioxide from industrial chimneys into the environment have turned our oceans into acidic solutions and has reduced biodiversity of aquatic life. Yet the oceans didn't acquire all the acidity in one day. The constant cycle of evaporation of liquid from aquatic bodies and condensation of gases from the atmosphere resulted in this. An increased amount of carbon in the air increases the amount of carbon in the oceans and consequently, its acidity. In fact, the oceans now have 30% more acidity than they did at the dawn of the Industrial Revolution in the 1700s. The acidification of water from industries is a major problem for lots of organisms. It affects the nutrients in the ocean and general biodiversity. This results in some species lacking what to eat and simply dying off. The oceans become unsafe for crustaceans too. In very acidic waters, the level of calcium and carbonate ions in the oceans reduces to low contents. These ions are required for shell and exoskeleton formation. The inability to grow these protective body parts lead to the death of these species. Aside from the content of acid in the oceans, another problem that the emission of carbon dioxide has created on the environment is global warming. Global warming is the long-term rise in the average temperature of the Earth's climate system. It is a major aspect of climate change and has been demonstrated by direct temperature measurements and by measurements of various effects of warming. Carbon dioxide is a greenhouse gas and greenhouse gases are known for global warming. To simply state the effects of greenhouse gases on the habitats in the cold climate isn't enough, the habitats in the warm climate must be considered too. Naturally, when species feel an increase in temperature in their environment, they migrate to a colder one. Sadly, even the coldest habitats in the world are reducing in size. Global temperature has been increasing than ever before and at this rate, many species that need to migrate to colder habitats will die off in the quest for a new habitat. Man has been very successful in accelerating the extinction of species with the levels of carbon dioxide emitted into the atmosphere and some other factors. Transportation made both man and the problem of extinction travel the earth faster. Sequel to the hazardous presence of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere are the effects of modernized transport systems and deforestation. These factors also account for species extinction and endangerment. Deforestation compels species into smaller habitats. The reduction in survival area makes these species more vulnerable and increases the risk of endangerment and extinction. 
In a situation where only one of both genders exists for a species, the death of a complementary gender ultimately brings about the extinction of the whole species. As a result of this factor, the biodiversity of species on islands is never as high as in the mainland habitats of species. The threat that deforestation poses to biodiversity can't be overstated. The calculation from scientists estimates the amount of species that die off due to the shrinking forest as 5,000 species annually. Therefore, 1% of the Earth's 2 million species living in its forest dies annually. Mont's transport across the globe hasn't helped issues at all. Species are redistributed across various habitats. What this has caused is a homogenization of the different habitats to one. Homogenized habitats have reduced biodiversity and all species can't survive in a similar habitat. On the complexity of geographic barriers and their importance, Charles Darwin discovered that even between habitats with related climates such as Oceania, Africa and Latin America, each habitat still housed different species. Although in the late 1800s, paleontologists discovered a striking correlation in the fossils obtained on different continents. The publication of the theory of continental drift made this correlation more meaningful. This theory states that all the continents used to be connected, forming a single landmass called Pangaea. Technological advancements have rebuilt these ancient bridges. The rate of migration of plants and animals across various locations is now much faster than ancient times. The end product of these migrations is the unification of different habitats. Species that existed safely in isolation are now endangered by the presence of new organisms in their habitat and face the possibility of extinction. The rate of extinction due to the effects of transportation and deforestation is not negligible. Another factor to consider is the effect of evolution on extinction. Besides the extinction of the woolly mammoth, Homo sapiens have caused the extinction of other large animals. Man launched the Industrial Age in the 18th century, an era that has been characterized by mass extinction of species. However, the extinction of species as a result of human activities goes as far back as the origin of man. An example of such activity worth considering is hunting. Hunting has led to the decline in the population of large animals such as the rhinoceros. Most large animals take a long time to develop and reproduce. Their size also protects them from the most natural predators. However, humans are outliers in the category of predators. The dispersion of the human race over the last millennium has set hunting of animals on the rise and resulted in a population drop among large animals. While some researchers have philosophized that the decline in the population of large animals was as a result of climatic changes, attempts to find a valid connection between the two phenomena have proven abortive. What remained easy to establish was that wherever man lived and survived, large animals died in masses. From the beginning of time, humans have been hunters. Species such as the woolly mammoth were completely out of reach of all natural predators until the arrival of humans. Being threatened by humans, the woolly mammoths couldn't find a means to survive and went into extinction. For the past 25 years or so, the study of human evolution has been dominated by the theory known in the popular press as out of Africa and in academic circles as the recent single origin or replacement hypothesis. This theory holds that all modern humans are descended from a small population that lived in Africa roughly 200,000 years ago. Around 120,000 years ago, a subset of that population migrated into the Middle East, and from there, further subsets eventually pushed northwest in Europe, east into Asia, and all the way east to Australia. 
As they moved north and east, modern humans encountered Neanderthals and other so-called archaic humans, who already inhabited those regions. The modern humans replaced the archaic humans, which is a nice way of saying they drove them to extinction. This model of migration and replacement implies that the relationship between Neanderthals and humans should be the same for all people alive today, regardless of where they come from. Human efforts must take credit for the extinction of Neanderthals. The Neanderthals existed in safety till humans began visiting their habitats. Prior to the time, the world was rid of Neanderthals, humans lived in areas where Neanderthals lived. For this reason, about 4% of the world population have some Neanderthal genes. This genetic marker is very common among people in Eurasia and other habitats where Neanderthals live. It is often speculated that the humans who sketched on the walls of the Grotte des Combarelles thought their images had magical powers, and in a way they were right. The Neanderthals lived in Europe for more than a hundred thousand years, and during that period, they had no more impact on their surroundings than any other large vertebrate. There is every reason to believe that if humans had not arrived on the scene, the Neanderthals would be there still, along with the wild horses and the woolly rhinos. With the capacity to represent the world in signs and symbols comes the capacity to change it, which, as it happens, is also the capacity to destroy it. A tiny set of genetic variations divides us from the Neanderthals, but that has made all the difference. As opposed to the Neanderthals that stayed put on Eurasia, Homo sapiens, as adventurous species, traveled wide and sojourned the earth. Oftentimes, man's quest extends from untouched parts of the world to remote islands in the ocean. Man's ability to take risks may well account for the success of our species over our close relatives, the Neanderthals. Of a truth, man is both a cause and a victim of the sixth natural extinction. The extent of the environmental damage that man has done may send us the way of Neanderthals eventually. Conclusion All the time man has existed on the planet has seen him as an active factor in the extinction of various species. Over the last few centuries, technological advancements developed by man has brought about more and more damage on the planet in inconceivable ways. If man doesn't act to save his planet now, human civilization may as well be on the way to extinction. Ironically, the same factors that contribute to the causation of the sixth mass extinction can also be re-engineered to create the advancement of species. Creativity, restlessness and cooperative skills will have to be brought to bear to accomplish this Herculean task. The Endangered Species Act passed by the U.S. Congress in 1974 is an example of a step in the right direction. In many other countries, similar efforts are being made to make an attack on biodiversity a criminal offense which indeed it is. Likewise, there have been activism in the areas of conservation of the natural habitat and protection of currently endangered species. Knowing that it is within our power to turn things around for the environment, in what ways do you think you can play a part to at least reduce the rate at which the sixth extinction is taking place?